Jesus' mighty name, this night as we break the bread of life, I ask personally for the anointing of Almighty God to teach and to preach with power and authority and the accuracy of the Spirit of grace. Father, I ask on the other end that you'd give understanding hearts to each of us, that we may receive the engrafted Word of Almighty God that is able to renew our minds and cause us to think in line with your Word. So, Father, this night, we thank you for what you're going to do in our midst. We praise you right now, and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me tonight to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Praise the Lord. Praise be unto God. Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and starting in the first verse, Paul writing to the Hebrew church said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Now these are the doctrines of Christ. If anyone will agree with the doctrine of Christ here, you can hook up with them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, plural, and of laying on of hands and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Now, one of the doctrines of Christ is laying on of hands. Do you know most of the body of Christ does not even practice laying on of hands. Do you know that? Only around Pentecostal people do you actually see any laying on of hands. Do you know that the Pentecostal denominations only represent about 3% of the Christian ranks? Does that shock you? You would think at least 10%, 15% were Pentecostal, charismatic, full gospel, some kind of way, because that's what circles we run in, and we think they're, but they're not as much even in, in the United States as Lutherans are. Did you know that? Amen. Amen. So the percentage of the Christian ranks don't even operate in the doctrines of Christ. You know, he mentions here the doctrine of baptisms with a plural. Now, most all denominations operate in water baptism, and that's the end of it. And they operate in being baptized into the body of Christ, but they don't really don't call it that. When you get saved, you're baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That is being born again. But there is also another baptism called being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Well, most of the body of Christ don't even operate in that. So we're falling behind in the doctrines of Christ as a whole. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So the Lord has his work cut out for him as head of the church. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Tonight I want to talk to you about laying on of hands God's booster cables. God's jumper cables, praise God. How many of you ever had to have a jump start? Huh? How many of you ever had uh, an old battery that, you, you, you know, I mean, you could get it started as long as you was going downhill. 
See, but when you was going uphill, or you, you know, if you stopped over the parking lot, you had to turn your key off. You know, have you ever been there? See? And if you ever stopped it, you had to call someone to get a boost. Amen? You ever let your battery run down in Jesus and had to have a boost every now and then? Huh? That's what they're laying hands on is. That is transmitting the anointing of Almighty God. Transmitting the power of Almighty God. See, Jesus commanded them, said, Go ye and wait in Jerusalem till you're endued with power dutimus from on high. See, there is a power in spirit-filled Christians that can be transmitted. Praise be unto God. It's transmittable, transferable power. Praise God. Why do you think you're laying hands on them? Why don't you just kick them then? Or why don't you, do, you know, why don't you just do something? You know, why don't you take a stick and poke them or something like a magic wand or something? You know, you understand what I'm saying? Why do we lay hands on handkerchiefs? If we don't believe that it stores up the anointing of healing power and delivering power, why would we even do that? It is a transfer and a transformal anointing that goes from you into those that are receiving, praise God. Now, I will be teaching pretty soon on holding a charge. You know a lot of folks can't hold a charge? Do you know that? Most folks, you ever seen a battery that was wore out, just couldn't hold a charge? Huh? You charge it up, you know, and but but you never knew when it, you know, you never knew when it when you turn that key over whether it's gonna start or not. Now you figure, well, you know, or you wouldn't have left home. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you kind of, you know, you know, uh, you know that that, that it, it'll start sometimes. Well, some people can't hold a charge. We need to know how to hold a charge after you've received a boost, praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You know, Jesus said in John uh, 7, 37 through 39, you might write these scriptures down because we're going to cover uh, a lot of scriptures. You might need to write them down and go over them later and just look at them because it'll build faith in, on the inside of you that you've got something that is transferable and transmittable, praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus said in that last day, that great day of the feast, it was the Halel day, the Jewish call. It was a praise day. They gathered to praise their God. Hallelujah. You remember when Jesus rode in and they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna to the King. Praise God. He said that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried with a loud voice, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and receive what I have. And out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost, which they that believe should receive, for he had not yet been glorified or not yet been risen. Praise be unto God. So he said, out of the believer, those that believe on me should receive this infilling of the Holy Ghost, and out of his belly or innermost being will flow rivers of living water. See, water is a type of the Holy Ghost. It's a type of the anointing. Praise be unto God. You remember when Jesus was at, at the well of Samaria and that, uh, that lady came to draw water? He said, if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for some of this water. 
said, the water I give you, a man will never thirst. She said, give me of this water. He told her, you don't know what you're talking about. said, but if you receive this that I have, it will be in you a spring of water, a well of water springing up unto eternal life. Amen. When you get born again, something happens on the inside of you. The life and the nature of Almighty God, the Holy Ghost comes and lives on the inside of you when you get saved. Amen. Now Jesus said to the believers, said, now you believers go and receive another experience called being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. The new birth is for you, springing up in, in you to eternal life. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, he said you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes on you and you shall be a witness, an evidence producer, praise be unto God. The springing up of life is for you, but the anointing of Almighty God and the Holy Ghost is something that will flow out of you for service and to minister to the lost and dying world, praise God. God. You'll be a witness, a witness, a producer of evidence. I lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover, praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. In Mark 16, you know, he said, and these signs shall follow them that believe. He first told them, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel. You know, and, and ties those verses together. And these signs will follow them that believe in my name. One of the signs was they'll lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Now just like a dead battery, you gotta get that battery to where you can get it charged. Is that right? You gotta get some of those boosters, cable. you gotta get a jump start. Amen? Nothing wrong with getting a jump start. But if something wrong, you have to stay hooked up to a charger all the time. Amen? You have to have someone all the time just on you praying over you. Every now and then, you're supposed to grow up and lay hands on somebody else and jump start them. Amen? Give them a boost, praise God. You know, most Pentecostal people I know are always looking for a shot of this stuff. They're looking for something. Oh, if I can get that old boy to pray for me. Oh, bless God, if I can get him to lay hands on, if I can just touch him, if I can just hear that, if I can get to this one, if I can go there, bless God, we ought to be the blessing, amen. amen. Hallelujah. People don't realize this, but we are the body of Christ in the earth, praise God. We are the transmitters in the earth. No longer I, but Christ that liveth in me. Amen. We shouldn't be always reaching out having to get a charge, bless God. We ought to stay charged up and people reaching out to get a charge off of us, praise God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. That one with issue blood reached out to touch Jesus and the church world has used that for a mode of how to receive from Almighty God. I preach on it. I preach on it. Eight ways from Sunday I've preached on it. Hallelujah. You ought to like one of them I've preached on. I've preached on it many ways. Amen. But, hallelujah, we all not have to reach out and touch Jesus. Bless God, Jesus lives on the inside of us. People ought to be reaching out wanting to touch us. Amen. Amen. You know why they don't? Because the church world ain't had no power. Do you know that? They had not had enough power for anything. 
Amen. You put all the power, all the power, uh, and make dynamite out of all the power and put it in a, in a gnat's nose. It wouldn't be enough to blow his nose. Do you know that? Amen. Wouldn't be enough power. I mean, the church hasn't had any power to it. Do you know that? Well, don't look at me. I don't want to draw no attention to me. You know, I ain't nothing. Have you ever heard that out of Chris? I ain't nothing. Don't look at me trying to be humble and don't know they're ignorant. See, when Peter and John walked up the gate called Beautiful, you know what they said? Look on us, boy. We got something. What you got? Oh, hallelujah. He's wanting some silver and gold. Peter and John said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I have something. Amen. What do you have? In the name of Jesus Christ. He took him by the hand, and when he touched him, he leaped and walked. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He went into the church leaping and walking and dancing and praising Almighty God. Amen. Amen. Can you say amen tonight? There is a transferable power on the inside of Christian folk. Amen. Amen. I got a sermon I had never preached. It's a croak in Christian folk. <laughs> Amen. Do you know, you know what? On the inside of you is some, some, something that wants to transmit out to the outside. Amen. You know, he said that you're supposed to be renewed by the Spirit of Almighty God. He said in Romans 12, 2, he said that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know what transform is? That means metamorphosis. Same word, we get our word metamorphosis. You ever seen a tadpole change into a bullfrog? Amen. Well, bless God, it's a croaking us Christian folk too, praise God. Amen. It's, a tra- it's able to transmit and to transform us into the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The more the word, see the word of God will reproduce itself. Do you know that? If you plant the word of God, I don't care what it's on, it'll reproduce itself. Do you know Jesus has been planted on the inside of you? And if you'll put more of the word on the inside of you, the more you'll look just like Jesus. I don't mean with the robe and all that, but I'm talking about with the smile and the joy and the confidence to lay hands upon the sick. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Turn with me, if you will, to the fifth chapter of the book of Mark. Mark the fifth chapter, looking in the 21st verse. It said, And when Jesus passed over by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter... Life at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And said Jesus went with him. Praise be unto God. Well, why did this man come? He knew that something was in Jesus that could be transmitted. He knew that it was something on the inside of him that would cause his little daughter to live and not die. Amen. Matthew's account of this, he picks it up. She's already dead. 
She's already dead. You know, go on in this story. In the middle of this story, the, uh, one of the servants comes to Jairus to trouble the master no longer. Thy little daughter is dead. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. Hallelujah. Say, but you can't, just, you can't just say, well, I got children and everything. I'll just lay hands on them and everything will be fine. It comes a time in their life where they will have to reach out for their own sense. This was his little daughter. He didn't say, my little daughter, uh, my daughter is 28 years old and she's sick, come lay hands on her. No, he came seeking help for his little daughter. When the children get a little older, God expects them to grow up. Amen, Amen? just like he expects you to grow up. Amen? You know, if you had to evaluate the church at what age the church is today, 2,000-year-old church, you know what stage they're in? You know, there's a babyhood stage. There's a, 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 a young kid stage. There's a teenage stage. There is a grown stage. There is a mature Christian stage. If you had to evaluate the church today, they would be in what we call kindergarten. They hadn't even got to the first grade yet. Do you know that? The, as a whole, the whole body of Christ. They haven't reached the level of the first grade yet. Amen. The whole body of Christ is living way below their means, way below what God expects us to live in. Amen. He's looking for men to grow up that he can trust by increasing the anointing upon them and that he may say unto this man, go ye and he goes, and say to this woman, stand upright and proclaim my word over that city and it shall come to pass and say unto the lame walk and they shall walk yea and they shall give the glory to the master and lift their hands and lift their voices unto the mighty God hallelujah 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 praise God so the church world as a whole the church world as a whole we're down here on the level down here on uh, where we're having to receive all the time we need a little shot every now and then you know, nothing wrong with needing a shot every now and then, but it's something wrong with having to have a shot all the time before you can live. You know, I know a lot of Christians go from one meeting to the next meeting, one meeting to the next meeting, from this meeting to this. Live for the next meeting. Oh, if I can just get under that. Oh, if I can just hear one more song. Oh, if I can just get. Oh, Lord, if I can just get that. <laughs> Amen. Instead of saying, hallelujah, I got something on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And confessing who they are, speaking before the Almighty God and thanking Him daily that Jesus lives on the inside of it, that He is the temple of the living God, that He is growing up mightily in the Word and in deed, praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, God wants men that He can trust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before Jesus comes back, you're going to see folks walk this earth. You're going to see them walk under an anointing, blessed be God, that men and women will be afraid to speak evil of. And you'll see men and women that will run unto them and fall on their face and receive Jesus as Lord and Master just because of that strong anointing that covers them. Hallelujah. 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 Jairus said, come, lay your hands on my little daughter. My little daughter, my little daughter. 
She lies at the point of death. Come transmit something. Come lay your hands, lay the booster cables on them. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. When there's a dead battery, it needs a charge. Amen. You know, as they uh, walking along, 25th verse said there was a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, suffered many things of many physicians, nothing better but rather grew worse, but she heard of Jesus. What did she hear about Jesus? It's something on the inside of that man. There's power in that man Jesus. Amen. There's power in that man Jesus. Hallelujah. There's power there. There's something in the inside of it. And she said, Blessed be God, if I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. Blessed be God. There was a transfer of power from Jesus that affected a healing in this woman. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Believers need to know, need to know what they have on the inside of See, when you know what's on the inside of you, it'll affect a flow. It'll cause it to flow. Amen? And if on the other end, you can get people like this one with issue of blood, she heard of Jesus. You can get them to listen and teach them something and they'll be a good receptacle. Praise God. You ever flip a switch on and it wouldn't go but so far? Huh? It wouldn't go any further. Maybe the wiring was bad. Some reason the lights wouldn't come on. You ever done that? Maybe there's a break in the wire. Won't transmit. Hallelujah. We're a restorer of the breach, aren't we? We can restore them. We can put something there. Blessed be God that'll cause that thing to flow. What can we put there? We can put the word of Almighty God that's able to heal and to set free and to save their souls. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Cause this stuff to flow. Cause this stuff to flow. You know, I hadn't been preaching long and, and I, I, I was preaching out a little Quinn Methodist Church on, on the Cadden Highway. We called it Grace Chapel. Hallelujah. And anyway, I had a, a, a Church of Christ lady came from Northland. And she taught kids that were special kids. They were special kids. She just took care of, they weren't even in, in, in class. She'd just kind of take care of them and show them a little something. But she started after she got the Holy Ghost. She heard about the Holy Ghost. She's hanging out of laundry one day and she said, Lord, I want the Holy Ghost and went to talking about it and got to talking in tongues and like to tow that clothesline down. Praise God. You know, them, them church Christ kind of a little bit conservative, you know. A lot of them won't even play any music. You know what I mean? I mean, she got to singing and jumping and dancing and all the rest of it. Amen. But every day she learned, she she lay hands on these kids. They couldn't even go to kindergarten or anything. Every day she'd lay hands on them. Do you know some of those kids started going to the first and second grade in that right time. Got into, got into school got, and got to passing and making grades and going on. Why? Because she transferred the life and nature of Almighty God. Amen. It's a transferable transmit. It's a booster. It is a jumper cable. Praise God. When you lay hands on somebody, you're supposed to expect something to flow out of you and affect a change in their being. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to Luke, the sixth chapter. 
You know, this woman with the issue of blood, when she touched Jesus, she caused the power of God to flow, didn't he? Jesus didn't even know who touched him, did he? He said, who touched me? Multitude. His disciples said, the multitude throngeth thee. Everybody's touching you. Amen. Amen. See, a lot of people touched him just to say, you know, I touched that man Jesus. I touched that man Jesus the other day. A lot of sick folks touched him too. Don't you know that? A lot of them touched But did, nothing, did not anything turn the supernatural flow of healing power till this woman who touched him in faith. He said, daughter, your faith made you whole. See, she began to talk. If I'm able to touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And she didn't just say, oh, I wish I could touch him. Oh, I wish I could touch him. She got up and done something about it. She acted on it. Can you say amen? Yes. Hallelujah. See, I know a lot of people just reached out and touched him. So where they could say, man, I touched Jesus. Wouldn't you like to say, I touched Jesus? Amen. I know one time I was in Tulsa at a meeting at the Maybe Center, and I went up and shook hands with Oral Roberts. Man, I didn't wash that hand for three weeks. Man, I touched Oral Roberts. Hallelujah. Amen. No, I'm joking about that. It was two weeks. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Hands, his hands was twice as big as mine. Big hands. Seemed like when he reached and shook hands with me, it reached halfway up my elbow, you know. Man, he, man I got to shake hands with Oral Roberts. That name may not seem like a whole lot to you, but then that's special to me. Special to me. Amen. He's always been a holy man of God to me. Amen. A special man under the anointing of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Well, I know a lot of folks said, well, I touched Jesus. I touched Jesus. But Jesus did not recognize the touch of but one person, and that was the touch of faith. Praise God. Who reached out and said, if I can touch the hem is gone, I shall be for whole. And when she touched him, it flipped the switch on, and that healing power of God flowed out of him into her. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's available to any Christian. That's available to any Christian. Praise God. Sixth chapter of Luke. Look in the 17th verse. He said, he, And he came down with them and stood in the plain, and the company of his disciples, and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem, and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to hear him, and to be healed of their diseases. Now they came to hear him. How come they come to hear him? Because that's where you get faith. You get faith by hearing what Jesus will do. Amen. They came to hear and be healed. See? And, 18 first, and they that were vexed with unclean spirits, and, and they were healed, and the whole multitude sought to touch him. Sought to touch him. For there went virtue or power out of, out of him and healed them all, praise God. You know, it's something about when you seek to touch the Lord, when, it, when you reach out with your faith and take hold to the very power of Almighty God, it will cause the flow of God to flow into you. It'll cause a healing in you. It'll cause you to be set free from anything that binds, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. They came to hear and be healed. They came to hear. You know, a lot of people just want to come and get healed. They don't want to hear nothing. Do you know that? Well, I've heard that before, Brother Solomon. Well, good. 
If you heard so much, why ain't you healed? Why ain't you set free? Why are you still bound up? If you know so much. Did I hear an amen? Or an old me? Amen, that's right. That's right. Praise be unto God. You know, just because a fellow's not healed, or some woman's not healed, or something like that, I don't mean they're less Christian than anything else. You know, a lot of people don't never do understand what we're talking about. Do you know that? A lot of people never do act on what they've heard. That's where 90% of, of the failure in Christian uh, receiving is. People never know how to act on the Word. Amen? I, I've seen people go down praying. Did you hear me? I've seen people go down praying. Do you know that? I've seen people go down confessing the Word. Are you hearing me? See, it ain't just praying and confessing. It's also acting in line. You see those people, they came. They came to hear. They came. They besought. They came and done something. The one issue, she came, praise God. Amen. She touched. She acted. She put her faith into action. It's not just hearing it. It's just not just confessing it. It's just not making a bold confession, I'm healed. I won't get it. Blessed be God, there has to be some action backing it up. Amen. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Well, fourth chapter of Luke, 40th verse. Maybe write them down. 40 verse 40 and 41. It said, Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils also came out of many, crying out, saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuked them and suffered, or, or, or wouldn't allow them, uh, or wouldn't allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Amen. They brought him, and he laid his hands upon them. Well, why is it important? You know, I've heard people say, well, you know, laying on hands is just a point of contact. It is a point of contact. But it will also cause the healing virtue of God to flow, praise God. It will cause the life of God to flow in you out into someone else, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, Jesus went into the synagogue one, one Sunday in Luke, the 13th chapter, the 10th verse. It said, and he was... And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Sick 18 years. Had rheumatoid arthritis, bowed over, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her unto him and said unto the woman, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmities. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified Almighty God. Amen. He laid his hands on her. Why did he? He told her. Why did he speak to her? Because there's a transfer of power. She had a spirit. Do you know that that anointing will drive out spirits? It'll drive them out. It'll drive them out. It'll drive out sickness. It'll cause the well, the sick to be well, praise God. I was preaching one, one night in, a, in another town. And, uh, 
young uh, elderly man came down front and he was limping, you know, he, you know, like this. He's limping pretty bad. And anyway, he said he had arthritis. And so I said, what church you go to? And he told me, he said, I'm, I'm a Baptist. I was born and raised a Baptist. Well, good. I was too. Lord, I'm still here Baptist. Hallelujah. I believe that, he said. And so I laid hands on him, blessed God, and the power of God went all over him. He came to receive. Amen. And he received the healing power of God. And when he went to leave, he was limping. I said, Mr. Come in. I said, What are you limping about? He said, I have a nine inch metal plate in my leg. And said, I was in a car wreck and I had to cut that bone out and put a, a, a nine inch metal plate in my leg. And I uh, said, That's why I'm limping. I said, Come back tomorrow night and God will expand that metal. I said, you know, I heard folks say, oh, 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 what if he won't? You know, that's the way a lot of folks think. What if he won't? What if he won't? Oh, me. What will we do? Here he is. I got this fellow preaching up here in my church. Now he's done said all this. What if God don't do it? The whole town will know I'm a fraud. See, that's the way a lot of pastors think. Do you know that? You know that? Oh, what if don't God don't do it? I'm thinking, what if God does? I know God will. I wouldn't, I'm not going to make some kind of claim and not know what God's going to do. I'm not fixing to get up here and make some outlandish claim. Well, if you'll do this, bless God, you'll be the first one on Mars. No, I'm not going to do that. Are you listening to me? Oh, if you'll do this in the morning, you'll wake up and you'll have two Cadillacs out front. No, you couldn't even afford a bicycle bill for two, a lot of folks. Amen? Couldn't buy gas for a Toyota Jeep. I've heard folks, I'm believing God for a new car. Well, what are you doing about that old one? You ain't washed it in two months. Y'all still out there? You go home on me. Amen. Take care of what you got and God will promote you. Amen. 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 Told that old man, come back tomorrow night. My wife was teaching in the Bible school that night and the next night she was there when I prayed for the old man. Old man, he, his leg was about four or five inches shorter than the other one. And I set him down there and I said, old man, I'm going to pray for him. God's going to expand that metal. Well, I don't know how God, whether they expanded the bone, the metal, I don't, you know, that ain't, that ain't my job. My job's to lay hands on it. See, that thou shall have it, business, that's the Lord's doings. You know, I, I had never healed anything. All I'm doing is laying hands in response to the command of God, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I laid hands on him, prayed on him, and his leg grew out. And he stood up, I said, stand up, old man. And he stood up, I said, walk. He walked just fine, he wasn't, you know, he was walking like that, you know. And now he's walking straight, leg grew out, he's just walking good. I said, old man, you're going to have to let your britches out, ain't you? <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm going to have to let my britches out, ain't I? Hallelujah. He said, you know, it's something else. He said, y'all keep talking about the Holy Ghost. Well, I hadn't said a word about the Holy Ghost. You know, folks get around you and you got the Holy Ghost, they think that's all you talk about. You know that? I ain't even mentioned the Holy Ghost to it. You know, he said, all right, now y'all been talking about that Holy Ghost and talking in tongues. Said, I got the Holy Ghost, but said, I, I ain't exactly got what you, I said, just receive you the Holy Ghost. He said, oh, kill him, 
And that Baptist man just danced all over that floor. Praise God. The power of our God was upon him. Can you shout amen, somebody? Hallelujah. There is a transferable power. These things are booster cables that will transmit the anointing of Almighty God. Hallelujah. 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 That woman with a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, Jesus said, Woman, thou loose from your infirmities and laid hands on her, and immediately she was set free. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They questioned him. He said, Well, now, you know, y'all not heal no one on a Sunday. <laughs> you know, folks don't believe in healing. They don't want you really to heal nobody on Monday either. <laughs> you know that? They'd have found some excuse about Monday if it had been Monday. You'd believe that. Amen. Jesus said, Ought not this woman, who's a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from her infirmities, whom Satan has bound, uh, bound low these 18 years? Ought not she be here? She's a daughter of Abraham. They were sons and daughters of Abraham, but they didn't know their covenant rights. They didn't know that Jehovah Rapha was their God, that their God was the God that healed thee, praise God. They didn't know their rights. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let me say this before we go any further. Laying on the hands ain't the only way to get your healing. But that is one way, and it is the doctrine of Christ. And it is one way to transmit the healing virtue of God and the anointing of Almighty God. Amen. Praise be unto God. You can take the Word of God and just believe the Word of God and get healed. That ain't no problem. You can take the Word of God and go to meditating on it. We call it taking God's medicine. It'll heal you just like anything else will. Amen. Praise be unto God. There's anointing, you know, of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation. You can get healed that way. Praise God. You can agree with somebody in prayer and get healed. Amen. Any believer can lay hands on the sick. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They'll lay hands on them if you will. I'll use you and transmit through you and affect the healing in them. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, fifth verse said, and Philip went out of the city in Samaria and preached Christ unto them, seeing and hearing the miracles which he did, how unclean spirits cried with a loud voice, those with the palsy were healed, and there was great joy in the city. They had a citywide revival. Praise God. I mean, the whole town's turned on. Praise God, praise God. Now, Philip was an evangelist, and he went out to See, Samaria preached what? He preached Christ to them. He got them born again. It said, and when they believed the things uh, that Philip preached concerning the word of God, they was baptized, both men and women. So they were saved. Jesus said, he that believes and baptized shall be saved, and he that believes not shall be damned. So they were saved. But Acts 8.14 said, now when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Well, you know, if all the Holy Ghost you ever got was just when you got born again, then the apostles didn't know it, did they? They thought it was some more to it. Huh? 
Because when they come down, they prayed for them to receive the Holy Ghost. It said, then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. When I first come around charismatic and full gospel people, I came from a background as, as being raised a Baptist, and then I was going, after I got saved, I was going to a Presbyterian church, and, 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 and preacher's a fine man, a fine man preaches salvation. Every service he preaches about how to get saved, every service. You know, nobody ever goes beyond getting saved, though. You know, you won't grow just hearing about salvation. Do you know that? If all I ever give you is a bottle of milk, you know what? When you get about five years old, you'll have the Elvis Presley syndrome. You know, you'll be with your limber leg. You know, you'll have to have a little meat every now and then. Amen? Amen? Praise God. But this man, I, I said, unfine man, get people saved. He's got 20, 30 ministers that came out of his ministry that's in the gospel today. So he's doing some things for God. And I came around charismatic and full gospel people and, 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 and they, uh, they invite people to come get the Holy Ghost and put them down to seeking and tarrying and waiting. See? And I, I, I just, I didn't never, I, I never read that in the Bible. I show me what y'all doing. I, you know, and I got to reading the Bible, and it said, and they laid their hands on. I started laying hands on folks, and they got so laying hands on folks, and they getting the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I show them all the Bible. I had a friend of mine carried Bible to the altar one time, going to show them how to lay hands on, and they told them, come up from there with that Bible. We want them to have a real experience. Amen. Amen. See, people that's ignorant of the word of Almighty God, they're, they're afraid of anything that they don't know and that's not in their uh, practice or their doctrine. They, come, they put folks down to seeking and tearing and all that. I believe in seeking. I believe in tearing. I believe in waiting. But I believe you ought to get the Holy Ghost first and then seek the Lord, then tear and wait upon the Lord, praise God. Hallelujah, after you get the Holy Ghost. I come around folks, I start laying hands on folks. Well, reckon they're getting a real Holy Ghost. Like I was putting something on them. Amen. You know, I've heard, I've heard folks say, Wow, Solon's been putting hands on, laying hands on folks, and they've been talking in tongues. Reckon it's the real thing. Well, I knew it was a real thing. I knew I was doing what the Word of God. It got me to wondering, what you folks doing? You down there seeking and tearing and begging and squalling and bawling, been doing it for 10 years and ain't got it yet. 20 years and ain't got it yet. 30 years, you still seeking and tearing and begging and squalling and bawling. Something you done, this is a gift. The Holy Ghost is a gift. You receive. If I give you five dollars, you wouldn't just stand around begging me for 20 years to give it to you, would you? Lord, give it to me. No, the Holy Ghost is a gift. Lady came one time. She said, Brother Solon, I've been seeking the Holy Ghost 26 years. I said, well, you don't have to seek no longer. I'll come over to your house after church today, and, and you and your husband and family there, and I'll just lay hands on you you get the Holy Ghost. Oh, do you believe that? I said, no, I don't believe it. I know it. I know it. I don't believe nothing. I know it. She said, I've sought saw the Holy Ghost 26 years. said, I have a million morning when daylight come. They'd be holding my hands up and, and be squalling out to God, please give me the Holy Ghost. Please give me the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. These folks, they, they heard about Samaria, received the word of God, and they sent them to them, Peter and John, who when they came down, prayed for them to receive the Holy Ghost. And they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Didn't say they sought 26 years? 29 years? See, I've been around Pentecost people and hear, hear them talking. How long have you been seeking? Oh, 18 years. How long have you been seeking? 23 years. How long have you been seeking? Oh, I, just eight years. Oh, you and you, just a baby in seeking. I know everything about seeking. I've been on it 26 years. <laughs> Amen? Oh, man. See? Do you understand what I'm saying? See, with the understanding, understanding of what these things is all about, them's booster cables. Amen. That's transmittable. So when you lay hands on somebody, something is transmittable, praise God. Amen. I went over to this lady's house. She'd been seeking 26 years. She said a many morning. She cried all night long. And they'd say, oh, cry a little louder. Cry a little louder with God will hear you. If that's the case, won't you get you a megaphone? Just go to hollering like that. Say, get your hands up a little higher where God will hear you. If that's the case, climb on top of the building and get up there and go to hollering. I guess I'll get it. No, that's not what you do. You obey the word of God. Amen. Amen. I showed her all the word of God. I showed her out of the Word of God, and I said, when I lay west, hallelujah. Man, she took off a talking and talk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Husband, he didn't believe she's going to get nothing. He's in there shaving. I went in there and got him. He about half lathered down, shaving. He come, I said, your wife's in there. He's got the Holy Ghost. She's sitting there, glow of God on her face, talking in tongue. He got there and looked at her, looked at her, you know, inspecting her. I thought, dear Lord, what is this? Man, there's been so much mix-up and mess-up in, in, in the full gospel, Pentecostal, charismatic movement. You know, I told my wife, and I got around these folks, I said, I'm, I, man, I ain't never seen any people ignorant as this. Bible ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Bible ignorant. Ignorant of the Word of God. God can't bless you beyond your knowledge of the Word of God. God cannot bless ignorance. He's got to bless what He said in His Word. Amen. Amen. If you don't know what the Word of God, He can't go any further than you know. Amen. Had her all looking. He just inspecting her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went back in there and shaved. He carried her back over to that church they was going to that night, carried her down front, got the elders around her, and had her speak in tongues, see if she had the real thing. Amen. Now ain't that something? Ain't that something? Prayed with a boy one time, laid hands on a full blood rustered wino. Full blood. I could get the papers on him. I mean, he's full blood. His mother's Pentecostal. She goes to a Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. He'd been drunk for 25 years. Every day he'd dr get drunk. Sometimes I I've seen him with, with what I call the ferocious liver, the cirrhosis of the liver. Man. I mean, and the Lord heal him. They get mad about it. How come the Lord heal him where he can get drunk again? No, the Lord didn't heal him to get drunk again. He healed him because he loved him. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We need thinking right. We need to understand our God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I told his mama, I said, I prayed for him today and the power of God come on him and knocked him flat down and he got the Holy Ghost. You remember out the house? Man, the power of God hit him and he went to talking in tongues and knocked him flat down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, the church members started coming by Monday morning. 
coming by. He had a room in the back, come by and looking in at it. I don't know what they're looking for. I never didn't know what they're looking for. I, I don't know. He called me that evening and said, I done seen all them long hair dudes and them, and them powdered faces I want to see for a while. And I'm, said, you know, he just done got saved and he wasn't quite sanctified, you know, like I am. <laughs> he slammed that door and told his mama, don't let another one of them Pentecost folks come in there to inspect him. <laughs> Amen. Amen. See? Wrong thinking and wrong teaching has hindered the work of God. Amen. They heard that Samaria heard the word of God, so they sent them to him, Peter and John, who when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, and they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. You remember when Paul came to Corinth, uh, I mean to Ephesus, it said it came to pass while Apollos was at Corinth, and Paul, having passed through the upper coast, 19th chapter of Acts, said he came to the uh, Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, we have not so much heard where there be any Holy Ghost. He said, how was you baptized? Someone said, well, I just believe in baptizing in Jesus' name only. Well, good, that's all right. I ain't, I'm no kick with that. But Paul said, how was you baptized? You must have mentioned the Holy Ghost when you was baptized or he wouldn't have brought it up. Isn't that right? Is that right or wrong? How was you baptized? If you ain't heard about the Holy Ghost, how was you baptized? Jesus said, go ye and baptize in, all the world in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. said, well, we was baptized under John's baptism. Anyway, he baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be God. And it said in, uh, in Acts 19, 6, and when he laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied, and all the men were about 12. When he laid his hands on them, something happened. Amen. I know a lot of times when I lay hands on somebody that, that the power of God just shakes them, praise God. I know a lot of times a jaw just goes to jumping up and down, praise God. Amen. Like the lady I said that I prayed for had been seeking the Holy Ghost 26 years. Oh, blessed be God. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost been trying to, trying to speak through her 26 years. And she didn't know how to yield to the Spirit of God. But I tell you what, once she did, oh, Jesse James couldn't draw that fast. She had the fastest tongue in the West. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's faster than machine gun goes. Amen. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the 28th chapter of Acts, Paul and that company had been shipwrecked on the Isle of Melita. And Paul had been gathering up sticks. as wet and cold. And he gathered up sticks and a, and a viper hung on his hand and, 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 and bit him. And so he, uh, he just kept building a fire. And the islanders sat around and watched him. Said they, they said, well, he must have been a murderer and God didn't get him when he drowned, but he got him now, you know. Wouldn't that be something? God couldn't get you when he wanted you. <laughs> he missed you the first time, but he'll get you now, brother. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. These islanders saw that, and when, and when he didn't fall over dead, they 
considered him to be a god. Anyway, he preached to them and got a bunch of them saved. And Pubulus, who was the chief of the island, his father lay sick of a bloody flux, it said. I, I believe it to be the uh, bubonic plague. And he said, Paul entering in and laid his hands on him and healed him, praise God. Hallelujah. His father-in-law was a receiver of that. Why? Because he heard about the snake biting him and he didn't die. He heard about blessed be God. He'd been healing other folks in the island. Publius had told him, I'll bring a man and lay hands on you and it'll transfer that anointing, praise God. Hallelujah. You remember, not, not only healing, not only the Holy Ghost, but you remember in the sixth chapter of the book of Acts when they chose out the first uh, deacons? They chose out seven men of good report, honest men, and full of the Holy Ghost. Ones that had a good report. You know what that means? Outside the church. Anybody can jump up and down, swing off the chandeliers. How do they pay the bills? Huh? What kind of reputation do they have where they go into a cafe? Huh? Are they a grouch to the waiter? What kind of reputation do they have? Amen. You had to choose out some men with good report full of the Holy Ghost. And he said, they set them before the apostles and they laid their hands on them. There is a transfer of an anointing also that will anoint you to stand in the office God called you to. Do you know that? Amen. A lot of times people are worried about, well, reckon I can be a pastor. Reckon I can be an evangelist. Well, if God calls you to an office, there is an anointing that will cause you to operate there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man who worked for Kenneth Hagin. His wife was secretary. He preached in Hagin's, one of Hagin's first camp meetings named Don Hughes ordained me. Laid hands on me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. I ain't just been ordained by anybody. I've been ordained by some of the best. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So, they were ordained to be deacons. You remember when Paul and Silas were going on their first missionary journey. Their first missionary journey. It said in the 13th chapter of Acts, but there was in the church at Antioch and he certain prophets and teachers. Paul started out as a prophet and a teacher. He was promoted to an apostle later on. But Barnabas was also a prophet and a teacher. Nicanorm, oh, he lists them there. Certain prophets, teachers there at Antioch. Starts out with uh, Barnabas and ends with Saul. And said, as they ministered unto the Lord and fasted and prayed, the Holy Ghost said, see, the Holy Ghost said something when they was ministering to the Lord, praising God. The Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul unto the work where I have called them. They were already called. They knew they were supposed to go on this journey, but now's the time to go. Then the whole group laid hands on them and it said they were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's the way to go to Africa. Amen. Do you know that? That's the way to go to China, sent forth by the Holy Ghost. If you sent by the Holy Ghost, you ain't gonna get over there and starve to death. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ever seen those little slides that missionaries come back? When I was a kid, I just hated to see them things. They always showed the starving folks. 
I believe they all went to the same place, the, the dark hole of Calcutta, and got the pictures. Every one of them had a little boy with that fly on his lip right there. I said, How many of you ever seen him? <laughs> Say, Amen. They all had them. You know what? You ever seen any of them that Dr. Summerall comes back with? He comes back with some smiling kids, some smiling folks, them he's brought the gospel to and fed them with, with the food of Almighty God. Amen. Happy folks. Amen. T.L. Osborne, blessed be God. Fellow asked T.L. and Daisy one time, said, how come y'all don't ever come back and tell about all the hardships you're going through? How come I don't ever hear y'all? All the missionaries come back and said, oh, how they've beat us, how they run us out of town, how they've mistreated us, how they've done us this way and done us that. Said, y'all don't ever go through that? Said, yeah, we go through it. the last meeting we was there. They hit us with rotten cabbages. Throwed eggs on us. Said, I just ain't caring nothing about talking about that. I'll I come tell you the good news. What Jesus did. That meeting they throwed rotten cabbages on. Do you know what? I believe it was 14 blind people got their sight. Praise God. That's something to shout about. Amen. Amen. Not about how I've been mistreated with a rotten cabbage. Amen. Amen. They saved up two months to put those rotten tomatoes on me. Amen. How many of you ever studied after John Wesley? You know, they was regularly putting rotten stuff on his head. <laughs> Do you know that? You know that? Do you know that? They run him out of church. His home church, where he's preaching, they run him outside. And, the, and, 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 the, and, and, and they thought the graveyard was sanctified, so he run out in the graveyard and got up on his daddy's pool, uh, tomb and went to preaching. They wanted to get him out there, but the anointing of God fell. The anointing of God fell on his preaching, and people began to get healed all out across there. And he started open-air meetings right out of a graveyard. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you ever seen a, a Wesleyan pulpit? Any of y'all ever seen a Wesleyan pulpit? It had a locked door back here and a little chute that you walked up and you come way out there in the middle and no one could get to you. So they'd get you and throw, they'd get you, and throw you out of church. See, if you preach didn't suit them. See. Now, I ain't never been run out of church, but I've preached in some churches that I keep looking back to see if the preacher, what, what he is doing, you know. Well, he's going to draw a knife on me. What, I know he wasn't liking what I was saying. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Laying on of hands, God's booster cables. Have great confidence at, in what's on the inside of you. I don't care where you've been or what you've done. Blessed be God. The minute you say, Father, use me, that anointing of Almighty God will flow out of you into somebody else. Can you shout amen? Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Will y'all give me a hand tonight? Praise God.